Uh, good morning, everyone. I am um, so glad to see you today as we prepare for uh, my favorite holiday of the year. I don't know about you, but I, I find Thanksgiving to be such a great time of reflection and uh, just a great time to be with family and another excuse to eat, <laughs> which we as Americans don't really need anymore. But um, we're going to start this morning with a little experiment. Um, in just a moment, I'm going to give you a chance to greet somebody around you. And I'm going to ask everybody on my left, these two sections here, I'm going to ask you to greet someone around you with a complaint. The Bible calls this grumbling. It might be a complaint about something in your life. For example, your health, your job, money problems, the fact that you don't have a spouse, the fact that you do have a spouse. <laughs> It might even be about the person you're greeting. Maybe you don't like how they're dressed today, or maybe they sang off key during the worship time and it kind of messed you up. Whatever it is, I'm going to ask you to greet one person around you with a complaint. Now, in these two sections to my right, I'm going to ask you to greet someone around you as well, but I want you to greet them with a word of gratitude. Think about something, something that you're genuinely grateful for today. Maybe the weather outside, something beautiful in the world, the opportunity to gather together to worship, maybe the person that you're even going to say hi to, you could express gratitude for them. Everybody understand? Okay, I'm going to ask you to stand just for a moment, this last time. Everybody over here, start complaining. Turn around. Everybody here, express gratitude to one person. Isn't it amazing? I don't know if you could tell from where you were standing, but this side was actually louder <laughs> than this side. So let's, let's kind of uh, debrief here. How many of you on this side, as a result of the last few seconds, how many of you feel more alive, vibrant, and closer to God than you felt a few moments ago? <laughs> If you do, you have what is called the spiritual gift of complaining, okay? <laughs> but how many of you on this side, the gratitude folks, how many of you feel a little more alive and vibrant and a little closer to God? Yeah. It's very interesting. We're a few days away from Thanksgiving, and as we kind of get our hearts ready for this season and then the Christmas season to follow, we're going to take just a short look at some powerful words written by the Apostle Paul in the book of Colossians. He's writing about the attributes we should clothe ourselves with as we try to live out this thing we call faith. You can just listen to this. It'll be on the screen as well. But Paul writes, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace. 
and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It is a beautiful, beautiful passage in the book of Colossians. And right in the middle of this passage, Paul stops and he says three words that I want to be our focus for just a moment. He says, and be thankful. It is like Paul understands that the whole issue of gratitude, the whole issue of living with gratitude is what it really means to live with Jesus every day. If you could think of gratitude as like the fundamental mindset for following Jesus. Paul says here in Colossians to have gratitude in our hearts to God. And whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing, we should give thanks to God the Father through Jesus. This is a theme that would run throughout the Bible. In fact, over in Thessalonians to the church at Thessalonica, he says, Rejoice always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, in just a moment, we're going to come to the table together. It's kind of the theme of the day, coming to the table. And as you came in today, hopefully you received a kind of a table card, a place card. If you would, I'd like you to take that out right now. And in just a moment, you're going to fold this card. And it just simply says, I am thankful for I'm going to invite you to do something I normally do not do during a message. I'm going to invite you today to let your mind drift. You will never hear a pastor say this again. Okay? But instead of drifting toward what you're going to eat after the service or which game you're looking forward to watching to or all the stuff you have to do to get ready for family coming in for Thanksgiving, I'm going to ask to let your mind drift toward gratitude sometime during this message. I want you to think about what you're really, really grateful for. And it may be more than one thing, and if it is, you're certainly welcome to write those down as well. But I'm going to ask you to write, when you're prompted by the Holy Spirit, to write down at least one thing that you're truly grateful for in this season. I'll give you a little help. Maybe there's individuals in your life that God will bring to your mind, a family member, a co-worker, a neighbor, a teacher, Write their name down. Maybe it's an experience like you're getting to go to school or work or you've traveled somewhere this year that you've always wanted to go. Or maybe it was a time in your life when you were suffering and God comforted you or provided for you. It could be something small like a word of encouragement, a phone call, a text, or an email you received. It could be that you finally got a good night's sleep this past week. Maybe it's a pet. Maybe it's a life-changing gift like our faith or the Word of God or the life of Jesus or the gift of the Holy Spirit. Whatever God nudges you with, I'm just going to ask you to be obedient and to write it down. Let me begin with this observation. More gratitude will not come in our lives from more acquisitions. But it will come from the awareness, more awareness of God's presence and goodness in our lives. What we're going to talk about for these next five minutes is not just 
the therapeutic benefits of gratitude, although there are some therapeutic benefits. What we're talking about here, friends, is specifically Christian gratitude, and it is a way of looking at life. There's a wonderful Christian writer named Robert Roberts. Wow, how'd you like to have that name? Not sure his parents liked him a whole lot. Robert Roberts, great writer, and he says that there is a unique Christian fame framework for gratitude. He says it's important to know what gratitude is. Gratitude is always the perception of the good. This is why you can't manufacture gratitude by willpower alone, although a lot of people try. Gratitude, thankfulness, is just a byproduct of the way you see the world, the way you see life the way you see certain things. And I want you, if I could, to, to kind of help you with this today. So I want you to remember these three factors that come with gratitude. Now this language is a little unusual, so just kind of bear with me. These words come from an old Latin word, bena, B-E-N-E, bena. That word means good. And gratitude will always involve three benas. First of all, there is benefit. In order for me to be grateful, I have to be receiving a gift. And the important thing here is to remember the benefit. I must perceive that it is a good thing for me to receive it. I must find whatever benefit it is to be favorable. Now the Bible has a lot to say about this. There's a great Psalm 103. It says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things. Now this is a great moment to be writing something down on your card because God do does this. And, we, and he says you should not forget the benefits. You have to believe this, friends, that your life is filled with good things. And not only do we have to recognize them, but we have to believe there really are good things in our life. The second bena has to do with a benefactor. Again, there's the little word here, bena, which means good. And then the factor part comes from our word for factory, one who does good. For me to be grateful... It means I must believe not just that the benefits are coming my way, but they do not come at my way or to my way randomly. They are not an accident. They're coming from somebody, and I must believe about this benefactor that he or she has good intentions toward me. I must believe that about the person if I'm to be grateful to that person, and I have to believe this about God. The writers of uh, scripture are so clear about this. James writes this fabulous statement. He says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Light is just an expression here of his goodness. If you hear nothing else, please hear this today. There is a good God, and he has never thought a bad thing about you in your existence. He has never thought an evil thought about you. He has never wished evil upon you. He has never said, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on them. 
there is a great benefactor. And you must believe that he truly does want to give good gifts. And then there's a third element at play. There has to be a benefit. There has to be a benefactor. But there also, thankfully, has to be a beneficiary. There has to be one who receives the good. Now, the good news is that's you and me. You and I are the beneficiary of the benefits of a God who has our best interest at heart. And I have to believe that there's this good God who has a good heart toward me. And here's what's crucial about the beneficiary. For there to be gratitude, in order for me to be grateful, I must believe something that I am receiving is not merited or deserved or I am not entitled to it. Okay, now we're talking, you know, we're going to talk. <laughs> gratitude always involves humility. If I believe I'm owed something, I will not be thankful for it. Does that make sense? If you come after service and you give me a brand new car for no reason at all, I promise you I will be overwhelmed with gratitude. If anybody wants to try it, you're welcome to. But I will be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't believe you did this. But if I come and I pay fair market value for that car and you hand me the keys, I'll probably say, thanks, fine, okay. But I won't be excited and jubilant and be overwhelmed with gratitude. Why? Because I owned it. I bought it. I'm entitled to it. Here's the unfortunate part of being a part of the human race. <laughs> the default nature that we have is entitlement. The belief that this gift, this experience of life is rightfully mine. And the more I think I'm entitled to it, I promise you the less I will be grateful for. The bigger the sense of entitlement, the smaller the sense of gratitude. People sometimes wonder, why is it that our world seems to be getting more and more and more and people seem to be less and less grateful? This is it. My mind can convince me that anything I want, I'm entitled to. And if I'm not getting what I want, somebody in this universe is messing up. <laughs> this has led to a proliferation of lawsuits. Get this. You know the San Francisco Giants baseball team, right? A few years ago, they were sued for passing out, listen to this, Father's Day gifts to only men. A psychology professor sued for sexual harassment because of the presence of mistletoe at a Christmas party. A psychic truly was awarded $986,000 when a doctor's CAT scan impaired her psychic abilities. Now you have to wonder about that one. If she really was a psychic, wouldn't she have known not to go to the doctor in the first place? <laughs> See, this is why in a Christian framework, ingratitude is not a psychological problem. It's not an impoverishment of my emotional experience 
Paul says it's a hallmark of a life that doesn't worry or think about God. Paul says, here's what it looks like. He says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile. Here's the thing. There's a direct connection between their thinking being futile, them perceiving themselves to be entitled, endowed, owed, and them not being gracious receivers from the benefactor. I'll close with this. I love this from the Book of Common Prayer. It says, Almighty God, Father of all mercies. See, there it is again. Of all benefits, of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, and I know, listen, I know that thing, unworthy, that grates against our culture. We don't like to use it or say it. But again, if I see myself as entitled, friends, I'll never be grateful. It says, we, your unworthy servants, do give you most humble and hearty thanks. We bless you for our creation, our preservation, all the blessings of this life, but above all, for your inestimable love and the redemption of our world by our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we're glad for our home and we're glad for our friends and our cars and our houses and our money and our success and jobs if we have them. But their absence does not prevent us from being grateful for God's greatest gift. Their absence doesn't prevent us from being grateful for the very best gift. So above all, the followers of Jesus in plenty and in need, in palaces and in prison, thank God for his gift of Jesus, his matchless life, his unrivaled teachings, his sacrificial death, and his triumphant resurrection. Blessed are you, O Lord. So as we come to the table, in just a moment, the question again is, what are you thankful for today?